It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. Today we've got Freddy Cruz on board. Fred is not just a Houston-based author, but also a podcast host, and he's got a passion for music, books, running, and of course, coffee. By the way, his latest audiobook, Allow Me to Ruin Your Christmas, is out now. So, Freddie, welcome to the RV. Why, thank you for inviting me along the ride. And happy Thanksgiving at the time of this recording. It is Turkey Day. Yeah. I'm going to eat a lot. Food coma <laughs> in a few hours. Happy Thanksgiving. It was a long drive to Houston, but I'm happy to talk a little bit about you so since we are all about the journey here at the RV, can you share a bit about your hometown? About my hometown. So I was born and raised here the only three years. So I'm 48. The only three years that I've ever lived outside of Houston were spent in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It was about seven, no, about 10 months after my wife and I had first gotten married. It was in 2002. And we're just a couple of young people that up and left home. Both of us were born and raised in H-Town and we left, went up north where the weather was unbearably cold, but it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we had our, our daughters and then we moved back after three years and we've been back ever since. And, um, a lot of people are very proud of Houston, and I think it's a great city. And I think what's unique about it is that so many people are really proud to live there, to live here. Like, nobody loves Houston more than Houstonians. It's it's a bizarre thing, almost, I wouldn't say cult-like, <laughs> but it's almost cult-like. Um, it's just so unique. Um, and I'm sure other people feel that way about their towns, their hometowns too, mm -hmm. which is why I think it's, it's, it's just, uh, interesting when you, when you see people get together and for a sporting event or a, a festival or something. Yes. I've been to Houston maybe four times or even. All right. Yes. I really love the city. I love the food. People are very nice. I like the temperature as long as it's not summertime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's kind of how we felt about living in Minneapolis. It's like, oh, it's great as long as it's not winter time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Being a runner in Houston sounds like a challenge, especially in the summer. Yes, but the miles don't run themselves and the heart doesn't exercise itself. And so the work's got to get done. And uh, that's when I just make myself wake up as early as I can and get out and and get to get to work. Uh, I have found that one of the most useful hacks, and I forgot where I had read about it. It was somewhere on the internet. And one of the hacks was sleeping in your exercise clothes. And it's pretty genius because you wake up in the morning and you're not in your PJs, you're in your running clothes. And it's like, what are you going to do? Back out? You're not going to back out on yourself, are you? Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been doing that for at least five or six years. And it it really actually helps. I don't know that I've backed out of a run or even a, a short weightlifting session. It's like, if, well, I, I'm in my clothes, but I don't have time. Well, let me sneak in 10 minutes or 15 minutes. At least I did something. Yeah, I like this. I'll try to sleep tonight. <laughs> People also talk about leaving your your running shoes, your exercise shoes under your bed. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I think that sleeping in your exercise clothes is enough. It is. Yeah. And Freddie, you you mentioned, I know you're super creative. I was like <laughs> everything you've been doing on Thank your you. website. And you mentioned wanting to work in tv initially oh yeah oh yeah and what sparked this shift to radio it was just fun and i never got out i just got used to it being fun and there was really no good reason why i never pursued tv other than i was just having fun with my friends at work and um, I was also going to school at the time, which is why it took me eight years to get a four-year college degree. But I was working really hard during school and uh, changed my major only once, but it took a while to get through some of the business courses because I'm really terrible at numbers. So accounting and finance, if you're college age and listening to this podcast, just remember there's math involved in a marketing degree. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be yeah, at least somewhat decent. Uh, but yeah, it, I was just there again, no, no good reason, no good reason other than I was just having too much fun and I was making decent money. So it's not like I was a, a broke college kid. Um, and my wife and I were dating 95, 99% of the time, um, while I was in school and working in radio. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think there was only about a year or so um, that we didn't know each other. And what pushed you to break away from corporate radio and start Freddy Cruz Creative Works? <laughs> well, uh, sometimes the corporate overlords make it easy for you to leave. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, but yeah. So I started Freddy Cruz Creative Works in 2022 after I could not get hired by anybody uh, to the tune of over 400 jobs and um, 
55 plus rejections and some interviews that didn't go right. And I'm like, well, I'm certainly unhirable. So I guess I'll hire myself. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, um, been doing that. And then I, I rebrand, I actually rebranded in the summer. So now I'm, I'm speak podcasting. And so now it's more of a focus on the craft of podcasting and helping people who might want to start a show for their business or for their nonprofit or for their personal brand and helping them share their stories with the world. You mentioned Lucia that people like to to learn when they listen to a show and podcasting offers that unique opportunity where radio is more of a broadcast and it's more um more sort of casting a wide net of an audience where the podcast you can get very hyper hyper-focused, hyper-niche. Um, so for example, two of my clients, one of them is a breast health organization that offers uh, mammograms and screenings to women. And their show is called Let's Talk About Your Breasts. And it doesn't get more focused than that. And the other one is the National Museum of Funeral History. And again, we talk about niche. And so um, that podcast is The Final Curtain Never Closes. And so you talk about the necessity for shows, whether you're an individual, even if you're podcasting as an individual and you just want to make money as a side hustle is to always have a hook, have a focus on one thing and be really exceptional at it. And podcasting will allow you to sort of build upon that one interest or that one desire, that one passion that you have. Exactly. So with over 17,000 hours on air in greater Houston, there must be some memorable moments. Can you share one that left a lasting impact on you? You know what? I go back to I go back to a Sunday. It was a show for One Direction. They played at Toyota Center. And a lot of what we did was very listener focused. And as a radio station or a TV station for that matter, it operates like a business on two different fronts. You have two different clients. You have client clients who pay for your advertising and that's how you monetize the station. But then if you don't have listeners, you can't get ratings and without ratings, you can't get clients. So it's um, they're equally as important because you can't have one without the other. So a lot of what we did was very listener focused and there was one day when One Direction was in town and we had a sort of a spirit contest where you show how much you like the radio station and you incorporate um, the, the purple and green logo with your love of One Direction. And then we would upgrade you to uh, front row seats. And some of what these kids were doing was so creative and it was so fun. And it was a couple of years before the pandemic. So nobody was crazy about, you know, people getting close to one another. I think we've kind of moved past that now, but it was at a time that it was just so, it was just pure energy and seeing what these kids were doing and not just with their friends, but with their parents. And so that you got the, the, the moms and the dads that were showing up. Um, and it was just so fun to see some of the pictures and 
creating homemade microphones and radios, like radio boxes, boxes that, that look like radios and, and glitter and sunglasses and signs that were creative and punny and, and cool. And, and yeah, it was, that was probably one of the most fun events that I, that I had worked. Um, but then there was also, uh, whenever we, whenever a hurricane would come in and decimate the town, because you know we live in a hurricane zone. Uh, Harvey was uh, was was pretty impactful, and we we slept at a at a hotel. Um, our staff, and so that was pretty uh, intense as well. But the most fun, the most fun event probably would have to be the the first year the Astros won the World Series and now we're pretty much like spoiled because I think they've been to the they've been to the World Series I don't know the past five years in a row or something crazy somebody on the internet please correct me but they've been more than just three times and so the first time we won the World Series it was insane and so we went down and uh we were able to to host a broadcast table in the middle of the World Series parade and it was wild. I mean, it was, so, it took about an hour to get out of downtown, but there were so many people and it was so, it was indescribable seeing everybody with their costumes and the team colors and, and the parade floats. And it was, it was more than, um, than seeing, it was more than seeing the, the, the ball players. It was also like bonding with the town because it was also the year that Hurricane Harvey happened and it was just a couple months after. So the parade was in early November and and Hurricane Harvey had just happened in gosh, was it late August, early September? Yeah. So late, late yeah, late August. Yeah. Yeah. So after being what we went through and then having that, you know, the lowest of lows, your city gets decimated. And then your team wins the World Series. It was just, uh, it was it was pretty cool. I can imagine because when I was leaving Pittsburgh, we were all crazy about the Steelers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People, everybody was outside celebrating, and even when the Steelers did not win, <laughs> we were celebrating anyways. Y'all got some team spirit up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like that for the Pirates too or just the yes. Steelers? Yes, Pirates okay. too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's been a while since the Pirates have done anything in baseball. Yeah. It's a it's a rebuilding phase. That's what they that's what they call it when they lose a lot. We're rebuilding. <laughs> yes, they are not yeah. doing much now. And Freddie, let's talk about your podcast. I believe you have two podcasts. I know you have a podcast that the huge Ask. That one went away. Huge Ask podcast. So um, Cruise Through HTX is the show that I launched in the summer. I had previously hosted a show called Freddie's Huge Ask mm -hmm. podcast. And I wanted to really focus on more on the town that made me successful and made Freddie Freddie. So I decided to uh, home in on the people and and that run that run the businesses and organizations that essentially drive its its growth and 
you don't necessarily have to be a Houstonian to be on the show. I have had non Houstonians on the show, but they um, have something to do with Houston. So for instance, there was a lady who is a 77 year old fitness influencer from Canada. And she came to town for the great age movement, which um, is focusing on building senior citizen parks um, sort of exercise parks where older people can go and get their exercise on. And so that was something that I thought was really cool. And I'm like, Hey, can I talk to, can I talk to Joan? Cause I'm friends with the publicist that works for, for them. I'm, and so she's like, sure, let's see it. Check her schedule. And then sure enough, I got her on my show and we talked about what great age movement was doing here in Houston, but we also got a little bit of her story as well. So um, it is focused on the hometown and then my Christmas novel, allow me to ruin your Christmas, uh, which came out last year is going to be an audio form and it's going to be released on December 8th. Yeah. I'm excited about that. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Allow me to ruin your Christmas. Sounds like packed with family drama. Yeah. So allow me to ruin your Christmas is sort of a uh, it's a counter narrative to the happy, sweet romance that you're used to seeing on the Hallmark Channel. It's um, it flies in the face of everything that we know and love the traditional warm hearted, good old jolly times with Santa and making your Christmas cookies with mommy and daddy. Or if you're a grown up, you go and and see your parents at the log cabin every winter. This is not that. This is definitely not that. It is the exact polar opposite. So this book is for anybody who wants something that is not Hallmark Channel worthy. This is for somebody who might want to cheer for an anti-hero. Um, I wrote the book. It's first-person narrative, first-person POV, alternating chapters between the two main characters. I don't really know who the protagonist is, so I can't call one the protagonist over the other. Um, I really think one of them, one of them is definitely an antagonist, and the other one is an anti-hero. And I haven't quite yet figured out which one is which, still to this day, as I'm narrating. So at the time of this recording, I'm still narrating the book. Um, and it's it's kind of fun to hear um, myself read the words out loud. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, wow, I wrote that. That's, oh, boy. I hope my mom's not going to listen. 
it's an anti-Hallmark story. So- oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely not. There will not be a happy ending. And it gets grim and dark. And it things go south from chapter one. And so you read it and you almost think that it's just uh, some sort of maybe uh, dark a sort of dark comedy, but you can kind of hear in the foreshadowing, the way I crafted one of the characters, you can hear in the foreshadowing and how he thinks and how he talks that he's capable of doing some pretty heinous things. And then at the, at about the halfway mark, he goes ballistic and then things just devolve into a comedy of horrors. Mm-hmm. And it's the best time to publish this audio book Christmas before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. And Freddie, hosting a podcast demands a significant amount of time and dedication. Yes. Also, it involves more than just an interview or conducting interviews. There are emails to be sent prepping for guests, editing, publishing, and of course, promotion, effective promotion. So how do you have time to do all the things you've been doing plus podcasting? It's an interesting question because I honestly have no idea. You just go. Um, I, I I met a guy, his name is Trent. He runs Dish Society, and he said something that is really that really stuck with me about entrepreneurship. And it was before it was during my radio broadcast career, but it really stuck with me. And so, as a, a business owner myself, I um, I go back to what he said, and it was something to the effect of, "I would rather work five to nine than nine to five. Because if you love what you do, it just doesn't seem like work. And so it's easy to have days where I don't remember the last time I woke up at five, but it's easy to have a day where you wake up at six and then you get a little bit of work done and then you take the kid to school and you go and do some work and then you have lunch and then make dinner And then you get a little more work done. Then you wrap up at midnight. It's easy to have a day that starts like that and ends that late because you love what you do. Um, And a lot of now tactic, tactically speaking, and this goes with, um, with writing as well, is that you have to plan your day accordingly. So you can't just wake up at, at six and say, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to wing it. Um, I guess where podcasting and writing is different is that with podcasting, if you want to have a show, the easiest way to make sure that you're fresh on content is you plan out at least a month or two months in advance and then batch record your episodes. That way you're not winging it. Um, and you're not looking for a guest the week before. And I have had some, I've had some, some guests pull out on me over the past month and a half. And, 
it was at a time when it wasn't necessarily convenient because I was in the middle of doing 31 straight episodes for one of my clients for breast cancer awareness month. And so I'm like, okay, now I'm struggling to find a guest who could be on my show. But thankfully, I don't really have too much trouble finding somebody, but there was actually a, a time when it was hard and I had to pull a solo episode and I don't like doing those, but I stuck to my schedule because I'm like Tuesdays and Thursdays, except for Thanksgiving, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are, that's my hard line. And I am willing to forego, um, writing on LinkedIn. I am willing to forego static images on Instagram. I'm willing to forego Facebook and Instagram reels and YouTube shorts that can all fall by the wayside. I am willing to forego my newsletter, not so much anymore because I think that's my other hard line. Um, but I was willing at some point willing to forego the newsletter. So now it's the podcast and my agency newsletter. And those are the two hard lines. And I would rather go two or three weeks without posting anything on social media than to let either of those go away. So it's a commitment. And for somebody else, for a writer, maybe it's um, maybe it's having a, a TikTok live that you're you won't do a podcast, but maybe you'll do a TikTok live every Friday morning where you're having coffee with your readers, or maybe you're a blogger or something, and maybe the blog on your website is your hard line. And so we all have to figure out what our what our non-negotiable thing is. I I completely understand what you're saying. I started this podcast in response to the pandemic as the idea of being home without socializing became quite challenging i love talking of course listening so it, it's like a work now i've never thought it would be a full-time podcaster because just like you i also write books i have we have our own magazine here to promote our guests and uh, it's a lot of commitment, but at the same time, I don't feel like I am working. I feel as if I'm I'm learning, I'm talking to friends, I'm knowing new people. Some people ask me, what's the secret to not giving up? And in my opinion, it's consistency. In your opinion, for those aspiring podcasters, and creative minds out there. What advice do you have for finding their unique voice in a crowded media landscape? You have to be willing to speak into, shout into an empty forest for an unpredictable amount of time, an unknown amount of time. And you're only going to get better and find your voice by doing more episodes. You get the reps in. So if you think about podcasting like you would running, and we'll use the analogy of running. Right now, I'm trying to build more functional strength as I approach the age of 50. And so I could go there, but running, because I'm pretty good at it, there was a point when I was a little bit out of shape. And so running three miles was a challenge. But the more I did it, the easier it got. Soon, or not soon, but after a while, it got to a point where I went to a 5K run with one of my buddies and I ran a 5K, which is 3.3 miles in 
27 minutes, 56 seconds, which is, it's certainly not marathon runner length, but it's pretty decent time, right? So you have to allow yourself to have uh, grace. You have to give yourself grace. You have to allow yourself to, to suck. There's just no, there's no way around it. It would be unreasonable for you if you are a writer who is also a full-time veterinarian and now you want to host a podcast and you've never been behind a mic, it would be unreasonable for you to be natural behind the mic. It would be unreasonable for you to think that you can get on a mic and just start talking about all the stuff that you know you're good at, that everybody knows you're good at because you have a successful veterinary practice and you've sold maybe 5,000 books. But if you've never been behind a mic or on camera, you will be terrible and that's okay. And that's okay. You just have to accept that it's not going to go the way you're going that you planned and you just keep going and keep going the way, the way you go when you, when you're exercising. And so that would be my advice because the alternative is waiting for an overlord in the corporate media to discover you. And that's when the sea gets really crowded because there is a limited number of the big kids, right? If you do your due diligence, you can find a lot of independence. And there are a lot of people who have loyal followings and you and I, Lucia, are not nationally broadcast across one of the four media networks, but we have loyal followings who like to listen to us and and they trust us to have guests that have something to say. And so if you find somebody, you find a whole bunch of somebodies to get on the show and then you practice being on the other end of the mic and then you start practicing your craft of being a host and then maybe, just maybe, you'll have a chance to find some find some success, but it's not guaranteed. And it's certainly not guaranteed if you don't put in the reps. So put in the reps. Yeah, I like it. In my case, it's even more difficult because English is not my first language. And of course, some naysayers were telling, oh, Lucia, you can't because English is not your first language. I say, of course I can. Why not? I can get prepared and yeah, now almost 400 interviews after I can't complain. I'm learning so much. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yes. And then, I mean, I think the, the, the biggest step is just to get out of your head. That's yeah. the most important. I and mean, that's why there's so many zombie podcasts. So many shows don't ever get past episode 10. I think the last stat I had seen was, 90% of podcasters don't mm. make it past episode 10. Yeah. And it's a, it's a shame because what they see Lucia is they go in on the back end and they see the analytics and they see that there are only two downloads or three downloads. And one of those downloads is them listening to themselves in the car. Mm. And it, it can be disheartening. It It's very discouraging. And let me tell you, as somebody who was on a, a two-time Marconi award-winning radio station, it's humbling when you go into the back end and you see that not very many people are following you and you haven't, you spent eight months 
on a podcast and didn't even break a thousand downloads and you had what you're certain were incredible guests um, and it gets in your head, but you just keep going. You suck it up and just don't quit. Thank you for your advice. And where can our listeners find you, your podcast, your audiobook? Absolutely. Uh, you can just search Freddie Cruz on LinkedIn and look for the Freddie Cruz on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, I post there somewhat often. And uh, my podcast agency, if you want to reach out to me, it's speak, S-P-E-K-E, podcasting.com. Uh, I named the agency after my dogs, Sparrow and Zeke. That's where that comes from. Uh, so yeah, you can find me there. Uh, find me on the socials. Look me up. Stalk me. Okay, don't stalk me. <laughs> Fred, thank you so, so much. It was such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you. And yes, I'm already following you in many socials. I hope you come back. And well, I appreciate the invite. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm looking forward to go back with the RV to Houston. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.